This is the Mission Control Podcast. Episode 37 of Mission Control. Hey, thanks to Eva for that intro. Uh, She's basically the voice behind most of our intros here at Mission Control. Uh, She also contributes to an alternative news website. Um, You can find that at truthmovementnews.com. Today we have French Rockets here. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Thank you for having us in here this is a really cool little setup you got yeah thanks uh, we have carl roger and jamie what? sorry what what was that that was um a, a friend of mine she she does like all these these cool intros for for it the podcast a burial sort of vibe to it yes Certainly yes vibe to it yeah yeah i love all that um i don't know what, what would you call that that genre it's coming back it's kind of like trip hoppy but no, it just sounds like burial just sounds like burial shlomo do you like shlomo as well uh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I like burial. Burial is cool. <laughs> I couldn't tell you too much about Sloma. Mm. How you guys been? Good, good. Good? How was the drive over here? Who, who is the designated driver? <laughs> that would be me, uh, Carl. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was, um, yeah, it's was, it was fun negotiating the, 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 um, the, the terrain in the southern suburbs. Yeah, it's pretty much a maze once you get to the estate. Yeah. It just doesn't end. Doesn't end. You just get Lots lost. Of roundabouts. Yeah, I yeah. never negotiated so many roundabouts in such a, such a short space of. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you have Google Maps? We actually had, we actually had an old school. Yeah. Map. Yeah, we're rocking, we're rocking. Yeah, yeah. The, we're rocking the book. But <laughs> but we did succumb to the app. <clears throat> oh right, the app. Yeah. Yeah, but she was on about a five second lag. Yeah, so yeah. With American was, accent and the roundabouts, it, you know, we had to pull over once or twice. <laughs> you can change the accent apparently. <laughs> From uh, American to British and <laughs> putting it pulling over twice as much. Is, is there a Stephen Hawking voice for it? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Do you know they've like they've updated the software for that voice talking thing, and he's refused to like update it. He wants that old school, yeah, monotonous, fucking yeah. creepy robot voice. Yeah, well, I spent ages trying to work him. out how to yeah. download. There must be an app or some sort of VST where you can create that kind of voice, um, that sort of text to speech mm. thing, but just cannot find it anywhere yeah yeah there's a couple of really good programs there's, there's even some that you can like narrate a whole documentary and like the pitch is like perfect can you get hell uh there, there's, <laughs> there's hell. some you know the famous voices christopher walken you know uh jack nicholson you know having that celebrity voices you. yeah yeah I'd have a yeah Jack Nicholson that that would be a cool yeah, one to yeah, narrate the doco for. Yeah. <laughs> so how's that? you guys have been together for fucking ages, right? Well, you, well you're you're new to the band. Aren't I, you? I joined these guys in 2007, so that's a while. Yeah, right. Ten, we're ten yeah. years. Ten, ten years. years. Yeah. yeah. Right. And Jamie, ten years, and Jamie Sher joined probably two two years ago, thereabouts. Right. So so what what's the secret to to staying together? Yeah. Uh, we're still at a bone to pick with each other <laughs> we're not finished with each other yet a lot of dirty laundry in the band <laughs> yeah that's cool um, as I was saying to you before like I, I do remember a Heidi show ages ago I'm not sure who the drummer was at that time though it wouldn't have been you did you have uh, red hair I'm not sure that would have been no I don't know you, got, you guys had about four drums in there three uh, a couple 
Yeah, yeah, I can't remember exactly. Dreadlocks, we have dreadlocks. Oh yeah, Ben, Ben. Yeah, four drummers, four drummers. What is it with drummers not fucking staying in bands? I've already blown up. Yeah, and he came back. You know, he blew up and came back. I blew up. I blew up early in the piece. Right, right. Stay away from lawnmowers. Oh, before I met these guys. Yeah, these guys don't—they haven't seen me after an hour. Yeah, this is when the Heidi was like actually a dirty, scungy, really cool place. I don't know what the fuck has happened to it now, but um, it's called FIFO money. Yeah, yeah. I was tripped out when the, when they reopened the the Heidi after renovating. I, I it felt like another planet. There was people eating dinner and like <laughs> kids walking around. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, the whole vibe just got sucked out of that place. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a pity. Yeah, I used to watch like the Homicides play there. Like that whole punk scene was really big at, at the Heidi. I remember from what I remember anyway. Wednesdays. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Sticky floors. Yep. It hasn't been replaced, has it? No, no. There's no equivalent. No, no. The, 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 I mean, the bird is not going to exactly have that vibe going. No. It's got other vibes going, but it doesn't have that. Not when you have yeah. to pay $10 for a pint now. You know, and there's that. You're just not going to get that. that vibe anyway now. Mm. Um, I don't really know of anywhere. It was almost like around 9-11. <laughs> losing that penny. We, we can edit that, right? No. <laughs> Way to bring the party down, man. <laughs> Yeah, um, no, you're right. I don't think there's any other venue that kind of matches that, I think, that grittiness. I think the Scotsman does cheap booze on a weeknights, but it's sort of not really... Velvet Lounge? Yeah. Yeah? It's not really set up for... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I think the, this, uh, the sound was... I, I liked it how they, there wasn't really a PA at the Heidi. That was really cool. And you played <laughs> on the floor. And you played on the fucking you're, floor. You're Everyone's on the same level. Yeah. yeah. And they'd, they'd always be that crazy old lady that would dance at the front. Yeah. Yep. Do you remember her? Yeah. It was, yeah. What was yeah. that That's phantom what it lady? About. It, wasn't, it wasn't a gig of she wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> she used to heckle the fuck out of us. <laughs> I, think I, I must have played over 150 gigs there. I mean, really? I mean, I was, I was in a, quite a few bands in the 90s, and that was, that was our main dive. Mm. Name a couple of bands that you, you played in the 90s. Okay, well, the main one uh, would have been Flushing Tablet, mm-hmm. which... I think we expired in 97 uh-huh. I think it was and I'm just trying to remember the names of the other bands I was in I was in a band called Sneaky Fox we played a few gigs that was kind of more of a, a groove hip hop kind of thing we had a, a DJ with us perform doing his well perform he was doing a DJ thing so we had like scratching and stuff like that and we are just like doing sort of big funkadelic jams and stuff like oh, that cool. quite literally you were in the, the slow bangs when I first met you cool. yeah I was in the cool. slow bangs that was mid 2000s for a couple of years cool. cool um and then <coughs> yeah the first bands I was in don't need, don't really need to be mentioned okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was, I was still mastering a few I've, chords back then I've got too many of them I'm not going to bother yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what about you you, you I'm played not, quite I'm not going to name any, any of the bands I've been in yeah to be honest this is the, the, uh, the longest I've ever stayed in a band really cool is that the same for you guys oh god yeah there you go so I don't feel <laughs> yeah <clears throat> Yeah, you know, mm. I think Carl and I are Jen. Not to say that generations are, are a factor here, but I'm not exactly twenty. So yeah, mm. I, I, I've been playing for years, and, and and it's it's very different these days. Yeah, the last ten years, I think the standard of bands is a lot different than the nineties. The nineties was people were a lot more competitive. 
and they're less likely to there's less community I think unless mm. except for maybe metal music that's right. my opinion although Carl may have a different opinion on that yeah yeah I don't know that's there are definitely cycles mm. I think but um, yeah it's I mean it's so difficult now. I just seen this as being uh, this is like this is the online everyone's online now whereas with the 90s not many people were online mm. so it's the internet's just come in and blown everything away yeah yep I mean if if your stuff's not on like SoundCloud on Bank or Bandcamp people don't really yeah I mean the the bands I was in in the 90s you sort of um, I think you know if you wanted to try and get the ball rolling and um, in in the self promotional perspective you uh, send a CD into Triple J (laughs) and that's pretty much it (laughs) yeah and hope for the best and hope for the best and cross your fingers Um, and uh yeah, now it's just everything's just so um, just blown apart and diluted, and you've got so many different options available to you. It's sort of like uh, it's um, I don't know it's a little bit difficult to sort of uh, keep focus on what's what's actually valid and realistic to what it is that you're trying to do. Yeah, mm. I um, think uh, another reason French Rockets has <clears throat> hung around as long as it has is because there is two generations in the band. And it keeps it in check. Um, well, it's evident. Like I know sometimes decisions would have gone another way if someone hadn't have stepped in. And in hindsight, it was probably the mm. the right way to go. And yeah. So maybe that has um, helped the longevity. Yeah. And in these in this day and age, I suppose that is longevity. Mm. If we're in the, in this, we're talking in the sixties and seventies, we'd still be you know expecting another ten years and whatever. Right? Yeah. Or the record company would be. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Wow. How many actual releases have you guys put out? Officially? <laughs> Officially, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, this, well, is, this is a good question. This is a million dollar question, yeah. really. Um, officially, <laughs> technically, one mm. or two. One or two. We've got an album, we've got some singles, and we finished an album about two years ago. <laughs> yeah? We're sitting on, yeah. a, on, a, on an album that we spent a lot of time on. Cool. And we've just recorded... A, at Blackbird Studios with Dave Park and cool. a live EP, if you want to call it that, but it's about five tracks, and we're going to release them very shortly. Cool. So I guess there's we've been a bit of a gap between the last thing we've, we've released. Got, we've been sitting video on clips stuff. as well. Yeah, we're, exactly. We're working on videos in, in parallel, trying mm. to time it. So yeah, it's it's, it's weird. Like in in this day and age, like you can't get away with just releasing stuff on the internet like just a single track it doesn't have to belong to a collective exactly. of music like you can exactly. do whatever the fuck you want you can have like a YouTube series of short films or whatever like you can actually do so much stuff nowadays but you're right it is diluted because there's so much of that mm. everywhere but this is a thing also people want a, they want a track from you now 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 yeah and if they it's can't get be it constant yeah you know yeah, exactly. It's a digital ADD thing. Is and our, our last mm. album was 2007. That was seven years ago. Mm. And, <laughs> yeah. and we still haven't released the next one, which <laughs> we've been sitting on. So that's a long When time. I met these guys, they had just finished a record called Triple Five. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, were, they were like, you know, initially, let's start from scratch and write fresh music, you know. And uh, that album received uh, was received quite very well by by the community that was 
available to hear it. I mean, it was, I don't know how many copies you, made, you guys made, but Corone. I think it was uh, Dean from Magic Dirt, uh, rest in peace. Uh, oh, yeah. really liked it and he kind of gave us a bit of an opportunity he went to Melbourne so we ended up having to learn you know uh, a few songs off that record and first thing I said to the lads was we're going to have to use uh, in-ear monitoring at least I will because it's so, metro, uh, so metronomic some of these compositions that we just it, it, it won't work unless you know we'd... so we went through a phase of years working out how to do that and we never got around to actually making a, a new album because we just started working on a on a live show effectively mm. so that was kind of a good thing i think we were a live band well, we kind of we for years we did the first album uh carl and i and then basically became kind of like a new band like we did yeah. the whole we played <laughs> played live for like three years mm. yep and then we started recording this new album um in 2010 Right, and yeah. it kept on going. We took our we took our time with it. There's, I mean, there's no doubt about that. There was no rushing this. Yeah, it didn't. As soon as we, as soon as we were encouraged to even speed up what we were doing, it would just make things twice as slow. Yeah. So I'm not too sure what that says about us as people, but um, well, yeah, <laughs> maybe we. To be honest, lots of things happened, you know, outside of. Exactly. Mm. The actual music. Life does get in the way you know? of it. Yeah, life. <laughs> life. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, I, I've seen at the time you, you guys were just a live band at the Heidi, but how long has the whole visual thing, is that like a more of a recent thing to, to have projections at your shows? Do you find it's like a necessity now? Well, we've or? been doing that for We've ages. been doing it since uh, our first ever show. We got some lights. Yep. I, I just bought some cheap disco lights and shit off eBay mm-hmm. and um, just set them up. We played at a house party at my place and um, that was kind of always going to be a part of the, the deal when we played live was always to have some kind of, um, always make an effort to do something visually that was a little bit different because yeah when I, and I, when i see bands i mean you know going back many many years of going to see live bands around perth any band that sort of goes out of their way to have a, something a little bit different in terms of a visual presentation i certainly pay a little bit a little bit more cool a little bit more um attention to um i don't know it's just, it's like they're sort of going the extra distance it's um yeah but that sort of harks back to me when sort of always being Mm-hmm. When's you on the kickoff? Um, yeah, that, that's cool. Sorry. I mean, yeah. fuck that up. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. When's Yom Kippur? That's What's that? September. That's soon, isn't it? Yom Kippur. Yeah, I, I don't know. That was when our first gig was. Yeah, so that's soon. Yeah. So, yeah. and you guys are playing like this? No, no, next week. The nineteenth of September. the nineteenth. Okay, yeah. two, two more weeks. I'm getting my gigs mixed up. Um, yeah. I, believe, I believe we might bump into you that night. Yeah, yeah, I'll be filling in for a man called Hyla. Um, so it'll be at the Beat, and they've had gigs on and off there have for a while. Have you played there, Daryl? No, no. uh, actually, no, I have. I have. It's upstairs, yeah. right? I, I don't know. Do you tell, do you tell I think me? it's El Fruition. Oh, it's El Fruition? Yeah. Oh, gee. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Sorry. It's my, my old stomping yeah. ground from many years. Yeah, likewise, <laughs> likewise at times. <laughs> <laughs> depends on, yeah, it depends on the time of the day. Yeah, um, I think it's upstairs somewhere. I can't remember. I'm getting all of my venues mixed up. It's above a strip club, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. Strip club or? It's, I think it's next to Exotica. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, okay. Gotcha. Or is that Bar Open? 
Uh, Bar Open. Yeah, we've played there before. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting mixed up. But yeah, Bar Open, yes. It's somewhere in Northbridge, let's just say that. It's on, uh, it's on William Street, yeah. <laughs> now, Rocket Room was under the strip club. Yeah, it's a different, Rocket Room. That's a different part of Northbridge. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of strip clubs in Northbridge. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, that's haunted as well, Rocket Room. Really? Yeah. Uh, wouldn't they, su- that wouldn't surprise me at all after the gigs we've played there. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Interesting. Who told you that? Uh, the bar stuff, like, uh, I don't know, this is like, once again, going back like six years. Uh, the bar staff were pretty much 100% confident that it was, ha- it was haunted because uh, it used to, a lot of strippers used to like OD in the change room there. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, not that that makes it haunted, but it would explain a lot. But um, yeah, just uh, they, they'd be closing up at 3, 4 a.m. and swear that people were still in there. <laughs> talking having conversations like uh, female voices mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah the the uh the tip, t- typical chill the cold feeling yeah. yeah yeah i know that and uh footsteps and you know feeling of someone tapping on the shoulder and stuff like that but it's weird because like all of the staff said it not just one one crazy guy who was like the whole staff were like yeah that, that place is haunted right <laughs> need yeah. to get ghost lab in there yeah ghost hunters That's yeah right. I don't know though I mean I, I've there's so many rational people that swear about this ghost stuff but you just don't know I, I haven't personally experienced it but yeah who knows unless you guys have yep to take the conversation uh, to a bit of a left angle, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have uh, yes really full stop Dead set, and you're a pretty rational many, guy, right? Many times. <laughs> well, at one point, in time, at one point in time, I thought I was rational, but mm. uh, yeah, it takes a few, a few um, very strange experiences, like uh, dealing with uh, unusual uh, circumstances happening, where you just simply defy any kind of uh, logical rationalization. You go, I don't know what the hell that was, but it was certainly something worth noting. Right. And uh, when you d- go to cross all your boxes and you go, oh, well, that sort of uh, aligns itself with it being a uh, some kind of spirit or some kind of entity or X, Y, Z. Paranormal Certainly stuff. paranormal, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the first time was I went on a... I went to the Fremantle Arts Centre, I think it is called. Oh, people have the said ghost, that the place. Ghost walk. Yeah. I went on a legit ghost walk there and uh, had some very funky experiences there. Right. I've um, made the made the mistake of um, playing around with a Nudra board a couple of times. Ah. That, see, that's Never a, again. Yeah. No. no Not to cut you off, but that, that, that's a common thread. Like with anyone that, even people that don't believe in spiritual stuff or the occult, they refuse to fuck with it. Yeah. You, know, you don't know board. what you're fucking with. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's know, weird that. that you it, need to know uh, a little bit of history behind that mm. to start with, surely. Well, how yeah. can you ever know what you're fucking exactly. with? Exactly. Yeah. But uh, they, they swear that they've opened something up that they can't close and it's following them around mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, like they're yeah. dead set and, and these aren't like wacky religious people they're no. rational normal people that say this stuff yeah. so to go back to your Frio thing um, what exactly did you um, um, this is if you want to talk about it no that's cool um, trigger warning <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I went with my brother and my girlfriend at the time and yeah. um, there was <clears throat> I kind of knew about the history of it uh, um, what used to be an insane asylum many, many years ago. And um, 
there's apparently, according to the, 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 the tour person who's taking us around, they said there's one particular room which is sort of known to be the most, you know, air quotes, the most haunted room in the building kind of vibe. And um, he said, right, would anyone like to go in there? It was just like this black, uh, this sort of storage cupboard at the end of a room. And everyone said no, but I just went, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I walked in there. And the second I walked in there, the temperature dropped about, it felt like about 20 degrees. And all the hairs on the back of my neck just stood up. And this incredible surge of energy just went, it was like getting an electric shock. And I just went, that's kind of weird. And I just walked out there and I had this, came back out of the room, had this really like, literally like I'd seen a ghost hmm. and I looked at my brother and I said dude go in there and he walked in there and walked back out again and he goes what the hell was that and I went I don't know and sort of that sort of got things going <clears throat> right well, were you already like apprehensive when like when you were entering there because some people say it's like a it could be like a self-induced well, panic like a attack precognitive kind yeah, of thing kind yeah no nah, you, I mean of- I've, I've, I've had you know all kinds of wacky things happen to me since I was a kid right so, okay you know, I feel like I should chime astral in. projecting uh, yeah, yeah like totally that, so. only, oh, right. only because I uh, I kind of lampooned by uh, wanting to be a ghostbuster that didn't charge any fees back in the 90s which, which I did actually for for a short amount of time, wow, cool. no, I just thought it was fun. It was fun because I mean, you know, it was very popular back then. Metaphysics on any level, you know, you got a down to earth bookshop, a magic circle, where, and people are all of a sudden you got some of the things as they're a witch going. You get in your broom, you're annoying me, you know, just annoying. You know what I'm saying is became very trendy. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I did actually kind of have a few experiences, not too dissimilar to Carl's saying, where the one person I was with. They said they were saying there was an entity in, in the house, and some strange things happened. And you, you were talking about the panic attack. Mm-hmm. Certainly, they were they felt uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Whereas I just tell myself going in, you're going to be like Bill Murray, you're a ghostbuster, right? <laughs> right, right. Plus, she was pretty cool. So yeah, anyway, yeah. you don't. You keep, you keep at the facade. But on an all serious level, I did have some uh, family friends that complained of something. And I went to that room, and I, and I felt like I had a conversation in my head with an entity. But you just, you know, as delusional as that is, you just don't know. You just mm. don't know. Mm. So you just sort of, you, you positively enforce something. goes, it's all good. They just wanted us to get some attention. <laughs> and then you move right. along. So, yeah. I got pretty unwell after that. But anyway. (laughs) 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 That period, shall we say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm glad. Mm. But, uh, yeah, there definitely is a common thread with all those experiences about, yeah, the the hair standing up, the feeling that someone's in the room. Yeah. And in uh, extreme circumstances, I've had people say that they've had someone physically push them out out of the room. Telekinesis is another thing. Mm. I think, you know, people tend to... Yeah, associate. Hmm. I had a dead set thing happen to me. And these guys know it. When I was about five or something, mm-hmm. something grabbed my shoulder, and I can still remember it to this day. Yep, like the sensation of it. Yeah, yeah. But that's the only physical sort of thing. Just reach you from behind. Think. Yeah, the, the, it was the, from behind. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It was as if someone was standing there, and they went, yeah. What freaks me out is um, I've dealt with um, smells. Yes. That's like, because I got to the point where... Or a smell of, um, can trigger something, yeah? Or is it the way around? No, it's the other way around. Right. It's like, you know, you're sort of dealing with the senses, like, hey, come, am I hearing things? What am I seeing? Uh, what am I feeling? Like, what am I sensing through touch or whatever that it is? But then when the element of smell comes into it, it's going, now, this is fucking, this is fucking weird. Um, at the a place I used to live in, um, which is a really old house, it's over 100 years old, 
um, the front room was there's some really dark energy in that room um, and most people it was a share house at the time and pretty much every person who lived in that room had some some kind of strange breakdown or some sort of really bizarre thing happened to them which was you know could be just the way it was but um, when it was vacant and I was there by myself um, I'd often catch sight of things walking in and out of that room and say okay that's kind of weird but then I'd sort of go into the room and all of a sudden be overcome with this this um, scent of like rose perfume like really like really old school perfume well, what I would attribute to be old school perfumes like someone just like cracked some essential oil under your nose it was like so over almost couldn't breathe it's like where the fuck I mean it was a bare room mm. it was, you know pretty big room and it was like where the hell is that coming from yes yeah. There's absolutely all the windows are shut. There's no airflow. There's nothing, no flowers outside or anything. It'd just be this really intense, yeah, intense scent. It's like wow, okay. So the last, the one thing I haven't dealt with is taste. I haven't tasted a ghost, <laughs> so I'm just waiting for that to rock up. You haven't eaten out a ghost. No, before. I haven't. No, no. Really? The no. office out there. You've never had oral yeah. sex with a ghost. <laughs> right. He's never tasted slime. <laughs> but definitely smells I mean apparently like uh, well this is probably relating to Hollywood movies but they say if you smell rotting meat it's a sign of demonic possession in the house yeah demons (laughs) but that's weird of course it'd be rotting meat yeah what other smell would it be yeah definitely not it's not gonna be fresh pancakes is it (laughs) (laughs) maple syrup or bacon imagine if bacon was a sign of the devil like some sort of satanic thing going on and be like oh no not Bacon, there's nothing sacred. He got okay. it right. <laughs> it's that bacon demon again. Yeah. He got, you know, rock and roll and bacon. <laughs> I feel uh, well prepared. I got dragged to a uh, an abattoir in Manjimup in summer. It was about 40 degrees. I, did, I couldn't be. eat meat for at least uh, two months. That would have smelled like corpses. It just did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, got a tour... My girlfriend at the time, her dad was like a meat inspector. And, you know, the locals think it's kind of funny to not kill the animal with the first shot. Make them squeal. It's hilarious. It was, it was awful. Yeah. So, I wonder yeah. if abattoirs get yeah, out. traumatised. Yeah, no, I was kind of, you know, all right, let's just get through this day. It wasn't a particularly interesting weekend. I actually got attacked by a kangaroo. I was... <laughs> I, I woke up right, and this farmer manned him up right, and what they're all, you say to it? No, they all, they all, I didn't say anything <laughs> it's very simple they all went to the shop and uh, I thought oh, I woke up I thought oh, I sat in the country I'm going to stretch and there, there was a dog there and I thought I'll give the dog a biscuit and it was outside and I didn't realise that they actually had a, a pet kangaroo that was half wild and it gets jealous if you get attention to the dog so I um, had scratches all over my back and managed to escape into the house yeah it, 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 it wanted to debail me wow was it a female kangaroo no alright they, they worse like cats no I, just, I was just I was going to crack a really really sexist joke but like, oh <laughs> don't do that man the going to be on your back man <laughs> It was, it was. It was actually. It was. It was quite the adrenaline rush, you know, yeah. Because I was. I was hunched over, and I turned over. It's like you know, overlording me. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Fucking kangaroos can fuck shit up, man. Yeah. Yeah. And break your ribs and shit. Yeah, they don't fuck around. They're pretty yeah. ripped. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> One kick from a kangaroo, and you're pretty much fucked. Mm. Wow. Paranormal. So, 
Wow, is it has anyone like is that any more cool story? I'm sure you have something really fucked up. How long's this podcast? Let's I was go gonna say you can go for two hours, you can go for three you'd, hours. You'd need a, you'd need a separate strain of podcasts. So yeah. yeah, you'd need a you need a you need a part two if you wanted yeah. just to just go cool. for stories. It's, it's weird how like our rehearsals are pretty much half talking about shit. Talking yeah, shit. easy, easy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole. Yeah, you go to rehearsal. So really, we've only been together four years. Yeah, you've got, you've got a bond musically. Yeah, six yeah. years Stop. of talking shit and four <laughs> years of playing. That works out about right. I think that makes it? sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good therapy. We, yeah, yeah, we can, it is. We can sort of a talk, talk in a circle out 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 back, and then uh, come in and then be in the moment and jam for a couple of hours. Yeah, we can talk about how fucked the world is, <laughs> and then go in and take it all out. Yeah, yeah. music. And it's, yeah. A, it's a purging process. Yeah, that's why I, uh, I've been trying to give up smoking, but, you know, the, the smokers are the These best things, part man. of it. These things. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Sponsor, e-cig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the, the smokers are such a important part of the, the band bonding process. Even not smokers, just the fact that you can, in between jamming, yeah. just get out and talk about shit, talk about life. And but now we're paying $20-odd for a packet of cigarettes. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. The conversation gets more expensive, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. We don't. We don't. Yeah. We don't drink alcohol at rehearsals, which is never kind we, of weird. Cause we've never once actually. We've had a couple of glasses of red. A couple of glasses of red, yeah. only because the warehouse we're rehearsing in there's red wine there. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, actually, no. That's because Jamie Shoe's been working there. Yeah. Right. Right. But uh, speaking of e-cigs, I mean, they're they're completely banned only in WA. Uh, Are we the only state to... Yeah. Is it I think there's one other state somewhere in the world. I can't remember this. <laughs> what, in the world? Yeah, in the world. It's something ridiculous like that. I think we're, we're some sort Man. of guinea pig oh. state for this shit. I don't know. Oh, oh just quickly. I, got, I had to call oh, him Jamie Sher. We just call him Shirley at rehearsal, by the way. Just footnote. Oh, okay, cool. We have to. Two Jamies. What else do you do? I know. Yeah, that's actually a pretty cool, that's a pretty cool name. <laughs> That's uh, just natural. Well, yeah. this wasn't much option. <laughs> <laughs> what What is the deal with with fucking banning those things? Are they do they want? Do they just need the tax from the? Oh, there's so many theories, but it, it's yeah, it's pretty dirty. The fact that you're banning a, another alternative to to smoking. Oh, is I just it, think it, they're just going to ban it until they work out how to work out how to make some money from it. Yeah, I mean, yep, yep. Because this, um, this thing doesn't exactly look like a cigarette, which I think was their main. Uh, no. Uh, a, a good friend of mine was like one of the first people to to uh, to order one of those online, and he actually thought maybe I can probably resell it, like become like a local distributor. Yeah, a reseller. Was, yeah, yeah, just trying to. Well, first of all, you can't get the nicotine, no, because that was illegal. So you'd ha- he'd had to like ship it from somewhere else. Can't remember where. Probably, but, I would say probably China. Yeah, and it was uh, separate from the uh, the mix. Yeah, so yeah. you'd ha- actually have to sit there and measure, like. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know a few people who buy like uh, pure nicotine juice and then buy their their flavored, um, yep. their flavored liquids and then do the the ratio thing. Mix yeah, it. It's, yep. it starts getting a little bit Breaking Bad after a while when you start having to break down the components and getting all yeah. your sort of base, yeah, compounds yep. and stuff like that. I actually had a, a bad experience with that because I think I mixed the ratio kind of wrong. Ouch. And, so, and I took like two two drags of it and I got the worst head spin. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to sit down. Pure down. nicotine. <laughs> yeah, if, even if you get that on your, like pure nicotine on your fingers, you could 
die from that, right? Is that right? Yeah, sometimes if you like rub it in your eye, sometimes this thing leaks, and like when I'm when I'm inhaling it, and you get a sort of get a big thing of liquid in your mouth, and it's like, oh, that's not good at all. (laughs) Yeah, it's not pleasant. Yeah, but uh, what's the other component to that? It's like propylene glycol or something like that. Yeah, vegetable. um, There's this. The stuff that I smoke is a fifty-fifty. It's like a vegetable gum. And uh, so it's um, half synthetic, half organic. Uh, the synthetic stuff, from what I've been told, burns is a lot better. It, is it doing its job? No. Well, um, well I, most importantly, uh, well, I used to smoke ten, fifteen a day, and now so I smoke you used to, one or two a week. Yeah, there you go. So you got it is it's having yeah. an effect. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. considering I've, I've tried every conceive, every other conceivable way of quitting over a period of ten years, this is the one that's really, really hit. So yeah. But it never leaves your hand. No, well, You've that's always the thing. got that's it the on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that whole um, that whole oral fixation thing. Mm. Uh, it's all psychological. I remember remember my friend being an uh, amplifier, and it was this is like when they first came out, and it was token on one of them, and the uh, yeah the bar staff was like you can't smoke in here and he's like it's I'm not, not. <laughs> it's, it's not a cigarette it's vapor, it's vapor. yeah and they don't like that do you know what the, do you know what his fucking rebuttal was to that I know it's not smoke but you can't smoke in here <laughs> he was like wait what yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's <I> think, like <laughs> it uh, don't make sense the best uh, who was it I think it was at the Rosie last, at the Rosie show so last funny. week the bouncer came up to me and said I was smoking in, inside watching one of the bands and he mm. came up to me and said, look, man, I, the bouncers um, don't... I'd rather you not smoke that in there because the bouncers don't really know what they think about these things. I went, well, at least you're being honest. Because, yeah. like, I think um, I was... When I was at... Um, I went and saw Kanye on Friday night. You might, and, and they might think they're mini lightsabers. You know, they feel threatened. No, they just don't know what it is. The, the minute they see well, something and they get confused. He smoked that on stage. Yeah. And people yeah. thought he was yeah, hitting a crack was, pipe. They, yeah, they thought I was smoking it was a crack. hitting the pipe on <laughs> stage. People just don't know. Um, it I got, does look like a crack pipe. I got into trouble at the arena because I was smoking it um, in front of the mixing desk on Friday night. But, um, I mean, I was, I was, yeah, cause I was puffing a, on it during Nine Inch Nails. We live no in a fucking a nanny state and it's illegal. Yeah. Of course, yeah, I've yeah. got an opinion. Oh, that's so stupid. It's like, I don't know what to think of that. Uh, does not compute. Yeah. Uh, angry. Yeah, oh, you must stop. Get out of here. I must assert assert my power over you because I'm wearing a badge and I'm getting paid to control something or make sure that you don't injure. <laughs> make sure you're not killing yourself or someone else. So I don't know what that is. So stop. It was, yeah, it was just so hilarious. He was like, I know you're not smoking, but you can't smoke that. <laughs> we would stood there dumbfounded. But anyway... Yeah, they just don't like them because they don't know what the fuck they are. But yeah. if you're in, like, L.A. or California, you could smoke those anywhere, even on planes. And have weed in them. Yeah. Yes. You can get ones with weed in it. And they're doing the dry version of that where you don't need the oil. You can, you can <coughs> yeah. literally load it with actual bud. Are we going to do a Blackout X ad? Blackout X. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if this isn't a smoke, oh, what is? <laughs> BlackoutX.com. Uh, I just... Uh, it just, yeah... It doesn't compute to people. Like, wh- why would that be illegal? I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's tax. It's Two dollars shave, club folks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, why? Why are people so against smoking in general? I mean, what's the deal? Because it's mm. not good for. Come you. on, people. Fuck. Mm. Oh. It's so great when you go somewhere overseas and you when you buy a pack of cigarettes, you can see the logo. 
you know what I mean? Yeah. And you kind of know. Because the weird thing is, we, we've had heaps of talks about this in previous podcasts, but now with cigarettes, they just have a code on them, like A S whatever. Yeah, on the actual cigarette. And I've had, you know, like ten years smoke smoker veterans, I guess you you could call them. But they swear that since the plain packaging has come out, the cigarettes literally taste. They do. They do. What have they done to it? Wow. This is what pumped out by done? the one big factory, and they've all got codes on them. Depending, this is uh, we've got a certain amount of chemicals in this cigarette, yeah. and a certain amount of chemicals in that cigarette. Yeah, I so, mean, I, j- I just went to like cereals. Mm. Yeah, I just went overseas <laughs> yeah, for a bit and was smoking cigarettes for a dollar fifty a packet, mm. and you know, and they tasted like actual cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, what the fuck are we smoking back home for twenty dollars a packet? Exactly. Yeah, and it's like uh, there's. There's even less accountability now because it's like, what brand am I smoking? Like, it all tastes different. Yeah. They're probably using more, like, reconstituted tobacco that just fell out of the factory. Yeah. You don't even know what they're putting in it now. And all that stuff, like, I remember when they still had the packaging, when Benson and Hedges, I think it was them, uh, changed their makeup of whatever they put in their cigarettes so that... Um, uh, what I used to smoke Stuyvesant, so I didn't know. So this is it's all names to me. But uh, Benson and Hedges, like if you got halfway through a cigarette and didn't smoke it for a couple of minutes, it would go out. Yeah. Because they were trying to stop um, uh, something to do with bushfires or some bullshit like that. I can't quite remember the exact. Yep. Reason behind it, but I just remember it's like quite often if I smoked a Benson and Hedges like I'd have to relight it three or four times because it would go I was like what the hell am I smoking yeah. here this is very strange yeah and I, it, mean, it, I mean the packets these days I don't smoke personally mm. uh, I managed to get out of the whole thing before it looks like a cross section of Predator's head every packet yes yeah. <laughs> <You know. laughs> just some yeah. bizarre fucking creature on the, the front the packets of it. used to be half interesting to look at yeah 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 exactly. <laughs> do you remember when they used to sell death cigarettes they were, they were awesome in the 90s they, they were black and they had a, like a white skull and Skull and crossbones on it, and it was death. It was just like oh, some sort yes. of uh, I generic. I do remember that. Didn't last long. No, it didn't last Once long. Again. But I tell you, again, it's back when packets were like five bucks a pack. I mean, I, buy, but, um, you do get the impression that some <laughs> things are just oh, let's just let that. <clears throat> it's a good multi you know good for multinational companies to test things out on yeah no you're absolutely right well, we like, do know this if we if we've studied and say ECU Mount Lawley or Curtin they do they did teach you that that yeah. Perth is actually a test pattern for multinational corporations it's, with their ads yeah it's it's kind of like it's a, a beta didn't test. mean to upset anyone there that's <laughs> the truth no it's true yeah. like a, even yeah. all my friends say like a, Perth is like a beta test for all these wacky yeah words. I mean yeah. look at New Zealand the first ATM machines etc etc yeah yeah, exactly. You test it out and people that can't squeal. Mm. And, and just going back to that Benson and Hedges thing, apparently the, the rings of the rolly paper yeah. are designed so that at certain levels as they burn out, yeah. they stop. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, And, of course, they need uh, extra chemical in there to do yeah. that. So there's more shit that you're smoking. <laughs> Which is probably ten times more carcinogenic. See, we were smoking those American Spirit cigarettes. Yeah. Oh, they're great cigarettes. And you're not yeah. allowed to sell those here. Yeah, and you can't yeah. get them here. They, when all the laws changed, you know, they stopped bringing them in. Yep, yep. And, and that's what pure natural. T- yeah, you can get organic, or organic, organic yeah, yeah, organic or whatever. And you know, the the people that work at servos are fucking pissed off because they got to organise the, the oh, batches man. of cigarettes, and they're like, well, when it, well it used to be by colour, and yeah. now I don't know what the fuck any yeah. of these are. I have this. It's just all black. Uh, <laughs> actually, in, in in the age where we're becoming like the horse getting out, you know, outmoded, there might be a new job opportunity there. Yeah, <laughs> the cigarette sorter. 
No, that, you know what? No, I got that. I got that wrong. They'll just get three D prints. <laughs> right I in just, front of your ass. It's, it's just one of these turns, you know. People imposing their will onto others. Who cares yeah. if people smoke? Let people smoke. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. Like the uh, I don't know the the amount of tax that's going to let your grandmother smoke who's ninety seven, but don't let that five year old man. Smoke. Oh, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, because you're yeah. not going to get away with it at the dinner table. I do agree, though, Jamie. Absolutely. Mm. My nana's just about to turn ninety, and she quits. She smoked her entire life and just quit a few years ago. Yeah. And, you know, she's Has still gone. Yeah, she's still gone. Hunky dory. Yeah, there's there's stories of people dropping dead after they quit. Yeah, that's yeah. why. Just because their body just yeah, can't handle it. the change. Is it? Yeah. Well, uh, that's fucked. But not that that's a rationalisation or you know some sort of whatever. Yeah. Um, well, unfortunately, yeah. To in order to bulk up the the amount of or well, the density of the tobacco, they have to add all that stuff just so that they can sell more of it. I guess the moral of the story is if you ate nothing but yogurt, you'd die. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't like the whole imposing of will on other people. You know, it's this whole thing. Yeah, I can't yeah. stand it. It's everything from I don't know if you want to get into it, but you know, sovereignty. Yeah, sovereignty. Yeah, and it just just personal choice. I mean, yeah, dr- drug laws are fucking stupid. Oh, for starters. fucking ridiculous. The fact that you you have absolutely no control over how you alter your own state of consciousness yeah. means that as uh, you know. As a famous person once said, if you're not sovereign over your own mind, then you're not really sovereign in the physical level either. So you're basically in prison. Basically a slave. Yep. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, in America, I think uh, weed is still in the same category as meth. It's it still is, like yeah. a. Yep. But th- on the other hand, there, there are a lot of states that are legalizing it now as well for medicinal use. Yeah, it's so. a bit of a bit of a shitstorm at the yeah. moment. They don't, don't really know if they know what's going on. Mm. I think well, I don't want to get into politics because uh, why it gives not? Me a fucking headache. Why not, Carl? Um, no, but I just, uh, I just from what I, the little I care about American politics, yep. Obama being at the end of his term and his outgoing, I think he's just like he's not trying to shake too many things, shake things up too much. He just wants to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, shake baby, kiss hand, as opposed to kiss hand, shake baby. I don't know, but um, <laughs> if uh, exit with if, some uh, if Hillary yeah. Clinton gets in, see what happens to the weed laws. You know, I'm sure it's all going to go back to shit again. Yeah, I, I, I always thought Hillary Clinton would be different. If she had thinner ankles. She'd have less. She'd have less of beef. What? Yeah, she'd have less beef with just her, just everything. All that feminism she ran down her throat. Uh, yeah. What? Come on. That's, uh, that's, that's always been my impression. Oh, I just give zero. No, she's, she seems diligent, that's for sure. But look, these people are offered gigs. They can, t- they can turn it down, they can take it on. Yeah. You're right, yeah. It's funny, like, uh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sorry, like, Hillary, you're looking good for your age. She sure. does. She's pretty bad. She's not bad. Yeah. Obama's wife's pretty good as well. She's pretty hot. She'd give you a good <laughs> kick in the ass. <laughs> yeah, she would. She could fuck shit up. You yeah, can tell. That's for sure. <laughs> but uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, before he got out, he was like, yep, legalized weed for California. Yeah. Uh, this is, like, he, last he send-off. He snuck in on that, didn't he? Yeah, he snuck he, in uh, on that. He snuck it in without really uh, telling anyone. because Arnie's, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a big, big stoner. <laughs> Probably. I've seen many. Oh, I've seen many photos of him when he was young. That that was his vice. Weed. Because yeah, yeah. he said it's organic. It's a it's a freaking. Have you guys have you guys heard his speaking voice circa mid seventies versus say Conan the Barbarian? No. He could speak with much more clear 
you know, enunciation. Clarity. He, 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 basically, played it, um, he basically brought the, uh, you know, the the, uh, the accent we all know for uh, for effect. Mm. Yeah, interesting. That right, was his right, gimmick. Right, almost right into the governor. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, true, true. It's like he's chewing on some golf balls. I, I can't think of anything about Bill Burr right now, and he's yeah. rocking, rocking that that crew cut and with that kindergarten <laughs> that cup 80s flat top. Of course, you can get away with shagging the maid. <laughs> this guy's been hitting nothing but net. Just see that thing about <laughs> his missus. About Schwarzenegger's missus. She was having an affair with some dude who was uh, uh, an aide to a politician. This is last week. Like she was having an affair. Arnie was having an affair. They all fucking knew it. No one gave a shit. Apparently, she was just as bad as Schwarzenegger. Yeah, right. And um, yeah, but that only just came out last week. Cigarettes, it was it's yeah, suitable parties. Right? Hey, where do I nick out? Oh, um, actually, we'll, we'll take a quick break. Actually, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you yeah. need to go to the toilet. Cheers. No, I'm good, no you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll have a quick Sorry. smoke break. I just wouldn't mind. That's cool. Um, Daryl's diagnosis of body language. <laughs> Someone's got a cold coming on too. Yeah, it's yeah. Interesting. I can feel. Has that. it ever happened in one of these podcasts before? Uh I've done a couple where I've been yeah fully. This is going to really run you into the ground, man. Nah, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> hey, um, I promised um a band called Child Saint that I'd play a track, and um, I'm going to do that right now actually. So, here's their track, Bury Me, by Child Saint. They'll be uh, launching their EP at The Bird on the 19th of September with Dream Rimmy.
You're listening to Mission Control. We are back. Did you enjoy that break? Yep. It was very break-like. We uh, oh, relaxed. We, we, we had to go in the rabbit hole. And we got a nice little spring out of it. Mm. I like rabbit holes. <laughs> Have you ever had rabbit before? Yes. Many times. What's the no. verdict? Do you like it? Not Too gamey? <sighs> it's... It's just very difficult to work with. There's, there seems to be lots of bones, and everything's kind of small. And it's um, the kind of the effort you have to put into it for the reward just doesn't quite equate. Yeah. Some. And you don't really get like a mass of meat to eat. You just get little sinewy bits, right? If you've been hunting all day, I, I like duck. <laughs> it would be awesome living I, in the woods. You're I've not going to go. That swordfish was too good. Yeah. Yeah. I've eaten a lot of duck in the last few days for some strange reason. Oh, really? I really do like duck. Yeah. Like a Chinese style duck, or uh, yeah, well, I had some duck sausages, which were really Whoa. nice. And, uh, um, let me guess, uh, your dad is a very good cook. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that kind of helps. But um, yeah, yeah, like duck with uh, plum sauce, just can't go wrong. Wow. <laughs> I never knew duck came in sausage form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's really nice. I knew yeah. Carl's dad was a good cook. So I just throw that in. <laughs> Is he really? Uh, was he yeah. a chef at one point? Or? No, no. No? He's a foodie. Just a foodie. You know, yeah, he's a wine well, person. That, no, that's unfair. A foodie's a recent meme. Unfair well, to your dad. I'm sorry, dad. <laughs> your, da- your dad's like the authority on wine. Yeah. In, in, in this he's state. He's a wine dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I've, I've never known how to gauge wine. I've always rocked up to parties with like a bottle of something. Just because I've seen it, it had some award, and they're like, even the if, fuck even, if the, even if the guy at the, at the drive-thru is 20, 18, I'll go, just pick a bottle. Yeah. I'll trust you. Yeah, true. I always resort to some Margaret River, River bullshit. And it's gotten like, complicated with beer these days. Mm. Even coming here. I thought, yeah. if I got beer, it's just too complicated. <laughs> what, if, what if he's a cider drinker? It's like, oh my God, it's like, I can't offend him like that. <laughs> he, he has actually had a drink of, of what I chose. Yeah. Cheers. We well, can't go Cheers, wrong with man. bourbon and coke. Thanks, thanks a lot. I've, I've, oh, I, you you, yeah, well, you actually, could for you, a you bit. Can. Yeah, you could. It was very much vodka, or you were uh, a specific kind of, you know. Yeah. Everything's thrown out in the open now. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, with beers, it gets complicated. It's like, do I get a pale ale or do I get a lager? Or... Oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't drank these since fucking high school, though. Emu exports. Oh, I, I honestly think that's one of the biggest issues facing society. Yeah, is I think people it's just because it is people uh, people growing up in the last you know the last few generations growing up, they know far too much about far too much about food and coffee for my liking. Yeah, you know. Yep. Climb a tree. <laughs> Tell me you how you blame, feel about that. You could that. blame MasterChef for all this shit that's going on. You could blame Every, everyone's a. F- everyone's I mean, a like. We complain no about Big about Brother, it. but we lap the show up. I, I personally was. I didn't tune a channel in for that. I probably should have. Yeah. The first season seemed quite good. Yeah. That, the girl, first... that girl from down south, mm. you know, she grabbed yeah, a few, yeah. few hearts and minds. It, it's literally riding on sponsorships and fucking plugging all the. And plugging, stuff in you know, ISIS, let's not examine the dog star. Yeah. And, you know, Big Brother, let's not examine 1984. Yeah. <laughs> let's go with Brave New World. Exactly. Let's just, like, be one of three or four things. Let's be yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a good book. But yeah, it, it's weird. It's promoting that whole ideal right in front of your face. Even has a massive eye on it, right? <laughs> Big Brother, the logo is like a fucking eye. Oops. Uh, it's all coming to fruition. So, um, yeah, uh, we were talking a bit before about, um, I guess, mental health. Um, 
I think it was in 2008, I rushed myself to the hospital because I thought I was going to die. I'm sure we've all been there. Mm, yep. But um, yeah. <laughs> it turned out to be... Baps before. Exactly. It, it, it turned out to be absolutely nothing. It turned out to be a panic attack. Yeah. Um, I At that point, I'd had, I dabbled in weed, like, in high school, but basically stopped smoking it for, like, five years before that panic attack. Um, but to describe it, I, yeah, the hairs on the back of my neck pricked up and my heart rate was racing and so so tunnel vision and and, um uh, i think my dad or mum was talking to me at the time and uh, all i could say was i think i'm gonna faint like that was the feeling that was coming on but um do you attribute it to weed what not i I don't know that's the thing because i do have a history of it like my but you're saying you'd quit or yeah, before. I quit for five years. Yeah, um, yeah. I, and I'm just I'm saying that because a lot of people know me as a very open pot smoker. So um, that'll that's the first thing that people generally go to is, oh, yeah. you you're smoking too much fucking weed, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I quit for six after my first wobble. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Just for context, yeah. <laughs> and, and it doesn't and, make and any anyone's difference. Listen, you know the whole podcast. There is a generational gap in this table, which is kind of cool mm. because I'm very interested in you know what people are experiencing. It yeah. seems to be the same thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, the, the conditions we live on mm. make us so vulnerable. Mm. Um, and as Jamie just pointed out, was it the marijuana? You know, who can uh, say? Yeah, I mean, does, who did say? Is this is this um, a sensitivity that was just sort of exaggerated that would have come into play anyway at some point yeah yeah exactly so you know it begs the question yeah it does yeah Yeah. Um, but yeah long story short uh, I got to the ER and they were like you're fine your blood pressure is a bit weird which is indicative of a panic attack because it can drop and raise blood pressure Um, because as you know the the mind's quite powerful it can convince you that something's happening when nothing's happening what were you projecting at that time uh, what do you mean? Like, what was I, well, what was I thinking? Yeah. Uh, I thought, well, literally, it felt like I was going to die at, at the time when I had the, the panic attack. Um, Did you get your bloods done? Did they check your blood? No, for- but um, since then, I've, I've had a couple of visits to the doctor where, you know, my anxiety has been at heightened levels. Yeah. And it, it seems to be cyclical, like you were saying before, like mm-hmm. certain times of the year, it'd be worse than yeah. other times. Seasons play a huge, yeah. huge role in uh, yeah. anxiety. And Do you think it's the planets or something? I've, I've, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been doing... down that rabbit hole? <laughs> I've been doing a fair... These lads, well, no, mm. with this area, very well. I, 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 um, I've been monitoring solar activity and seismic activity for years. Mm-hmm. And, and it's only until recently that apparently they're connected yeah. quite specifically. And so much so that the electrical aspects of a humanoid experience and the behavior of the sun. So if you know there's a coronal hole facing and and behaving a certain way or a sunspot or a filament eruption, um, I've noticed personally I can't sleep when certain uh, sun ejector comes into our um, into our vicinity. Yeah. So I, I, I think yeah, it's it's very interesting. Our whole our whole shooting match yeah. is so obscured. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's not funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, We're not told enough to be able to rationalise. Yeah, yeah. Like a panic attack could be um, living in a, an overpopulated city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
well, funnily enough, when I when I had that panic attack, I had been on the computer for like twelve hours straight. Mm. I mean, <laughs> so many factors. But coffee. Co- uh, no, no, no coffee at the time. But, but still, screen to screen that long in a row. Yeah, probably. Who knows? But um, basically, the doctor after like my third visit to the doctor, they were hell bent on prescribing me meds for it. Right. What did they yeah, offer of you initially? Yeah. I can't remember, but it was an anti-anxiety... Was it an SSRI? Yes, yes. Okay. I think it was one of those. Um, it's but a knee-jerk move by a lot of GPs, uh, it seems. It's the first exactly. thing they do. Exactly. So you, how long did you take, take this for? I didn't. I refused to take it, to be honest. So you pretended well to take it to keep uh, people happy? or Well... I'd say great move too. We'll, we'll exactly what you said. The the GP talked to me for literally thirty seconds and started writing it down on the prescription. Yeah, it without looks like, really a like big farmer, as they call it, knee jerk. Exactly, reaction. and it, uh, no that's, no hist like didn't ask me about my history. That's just soma society, brave new world. You know exactly. Yeah, and yeah. so I, I refused to I refused to take it, and uh, I'm not going to say it's the cure, but um, I started smoking weed again. And noticed that uh, it went away. Like I didn't have an, another attack for years after I started smoking. But um, I'm not saying that yeah. it's a cure or anything. Yeah. But it, it 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 did something where I I, I were I was able to cognitively see a panic attack coming and then divert it divert the energy somewhere else. Um, whereas before, I just felt helpless, and I, think, I, would I think curl into a ball. And <laughs> I think there's a, an aspect to our brain. Yeah, I could attribute it to the body parts that change, but um, there might be a physical change in the brain that might take at some point. They might represent a series of displacement. Mm. Um, it, it actually might be, you know, an essential part of maturing of a of our species, and doesn't necessarily mean everyone has the same versions of it but it seems like everyone kind of has the same kind of variables in one way or another you know some yeah. people just might need to start a business and you know yeah go in that direction some people just want to give everything away hmm. and uh, yeah. yeah um i think yeah the, the the biggest thing though during the panic attack was uh, derealization have you heard of that you probably have where it just nothing felt real for about yep. two minutes <clears throat> mm. Yeah, and I'm I, familiar with that. Yeah, yeah where, where I would literally be like, oh, wait, this is a... I think this is a dream. Mm. And it wouldn't be, obviously. But I, I'd be, like, saying... You know, you know that voice that you have in your head when you have a lucid dream, like, wake up, wake up, and then you actually wake up. Right. But it, it was obviously not working because I was awake at the time. So um, that's what I would get. And the, the tunnel vision and stuff like that as well. Um, but since then, I haven't really had... What, any, what happens when the tunnel goes into nothing? Uh, it it's never gotten to that point. Yeah, I don't recommend. I think you've. Uh, yeah, I think your sequential behaviour. You, you intuitively know hmm. what's actually stimulating things beyond your control. Yeah, and I agree that marijuana is one of them. Hmm. If you're in a, in a very fragile state of affairs, you, I think it's best to remove coffee and, and all sorts of stimuli. Listen, let's yeah. not get this wrong either. Yeah. Yeah. Meds work for people. Well, I was about they to do, that. you know. They work for some people, yeah, and, mar- and marijuana doesn't work for everyone. everyone. No, you yeah, know? I, I think it's back to indigo and sativa strains. Yeah. I think it, 
the uh, artificially grown marijuana is actually the, the culprit for mm. a lot of unnecessary psychosis behaviour in society, whereas it may accelerate um, someone else's eventual uh, disposition and, and frailty mm. under the conditions we live in. I, I personally have been taking medication for my entire adult life, but I see it as like an inhaler for asthma. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't consider myself with any uh, impairment in a regular conversation. But uh, if I was to be honest, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, I rely on something that a, a multinational corporation makes for me, and, that, and that's makes you very vulnerable when you really mm. boil it down. Yeah. Uh, do Do you feel like? Have you been through a period where you've had to stop? I didn't, I didn't take it for nine months. Yep. Uh, and, and how was that? Well, I got as high, high as a kite. Yep. Uh, and I, I could see why I was taking it in the first place. Mm. Uh, so you compensated with... Well, I mean, yeah. like a lot of us experience here, things run in the families. Mm. And um, it's heavy in my family. Uh, a certain disposition and uh, the medication has been very effective. Mm. Lithium. Well, might as well get to the point. Yeah. Taking for 20 years. Um, it's unusual to take it that long. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, Richard Dreyfus took it for 20 years. He's like a little bit of inspiration for okay. <laughs> There you go. How's that sound? <laughs> because you just hear of horror stories of medication. I'm encouraged to, like, get off it, and I find it quite difficult. Mm. My rate of speech increases. I mean, look how much I'm talking right now. It's brilliant for a podcast. Well, no, not overly. If I if I wasn't taking lithium, it's like why are these other guys here, you know? Yeah. So shut the fuck up. Yeah, right. But Carl, Carl uh, equally knows about medication, and Jamie had a childhood epilepsy, which reoccurred over our only ever band meeting on Skype. And Carl and I heard this chair fall back and sudden sound. And Jamie and I lived in the same house. And I ran around his room and, and he had a grand mal. So this album is not coming out in a hurry. For, that's one of the reasons. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. And, and also, we don't use Skype very much anymore. We haven't used it since. It's like a bad omen. <laughs> we think it, it's, 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 it's the sigil. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Like, yeah. uh, that's what happens with anxiety. When, when people attribute certain environmental factors with a panic attack, they yep. tend to stray away from it. I know all about that. Yeah, yeah, so you're like, okay, well, I had a panic attack here, so I'm just not going to fucking gonna go, go there anymore. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't drive by myself. Yeah, okay. There's a whole bunch of things. That's why a lot do. of people with uh, that anxiety generally move towards agoraphobia and just it, not not in, not becoming involved in things and just basically yeah. withdrawing themselves from society because if they go to a place or participate in activity or it's too much to that, deal with it's mm. too much to deal with or they know that oh, I've had a panic attack here I don't want to have one again so I'm just not going to partake or get involved and yep. before you know it you've uh, just like reduced your circle of movement and participation into basically one or two things that quite often more often than not just uh, basically uh, happen inside your bedroom <laughs> yeah so, so, so I'm not I'm not going to participate because I don't want to uh, go back and be in that state again because the likelihood of uh, some sort of attack happening is very high and then if you throw in medication to the mix then you're sort of uh, got this um, idea of um, being at the being at the mer- or being at the perils of a pill every day, yeah. Where you wake up in the morning, it's like, oh, here's my happy pill. So this what this is what will allow me to function for the next eight to twelve hours without yeah. any issues. And, and for anyone that has never experienced an anxiety or a panic attack, what's interesting here is it seems like everyone sitting at this table has had it. 
some sort of anxiety or panic attack, mm. yet we're all meeting each other on the 19th for a gig, right, guys? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting. It's it's not like a nervousness to... It's it's other things at play. We would be it shamans is, yeah. in, in tribal societies. Well, there's that, there's that right? <laughs> the make, make ourselves feel better about yeah. our It's true because it is, because we've... Yeah. Be, we've, yeah, yeah. We've, uh, yeah. yeah, well, it, it, uh, it, in the tribes, like, uh, the, the way that they would pick out a potential shaman is if they could talk to voices in their head yep. and uh, nowadays if you you know in especially in this society the the first step is to kill that voice with pills mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> where's the logic there where is it? yeah where's, you know where's that going you got to go through it to get to it That's you it. know That's yeah it. exactly Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's just bizarre so i mean like uh other than how to catch that ghost in the machine yeah. You know, and, yeah. and as much as you experience these these times, yep. you know, you wouldn't give them, take them back or, you know. Uh, I might take uh, a couple. Uh, it's a, uh, I don't know. It's all a learning yeah, experience. Yeah, it, is, it is a learning experience. That's it, the one thing. I mean, if at we're, the time. If we're a juvenile species, just for example, in linear sort of thought, yeah, we've got to go through these these kind of uh, pangs. Experiences. Of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like not almost like nonsense to become the sense, you know. It's yeah. Like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Mind you, though, yeah. coming out the other end of one of those episodes, you sort of think, "Wow, there's sort of a, it might there always is a little bit of a tinge of empowerment." It's like, "Wow, I got through that." Oh, absolutely, but it's wow. it's absolutely. trying to it's stay relaxing. there. That's the thing that yeah. gets me, at least. Anyway, it's trying to stay there. Yeah, you know, and not yeah. letting yourself fall back into you oblivion. Got patterns, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I do know what you mean uh, about being empowered because, ironically, I, I, I do find myself facing terrible situations with a level of calm that I never mm. had before. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, like be it a traumatic situation, or I think cognitively I've been able to address that voice in my head a bit more, with a bit more control, I guess, over my thought because it, it, a panic attack is a cognitive cycle right there's one thing that leads to another which leads to a thought which leads to something yeah. else and so have you been practicing cbt is, uh is not really I've, I've read up a lot on like cognitive therapy yeah. and just how to address certain sensations and a lot of panic attacks occur especially with generalized anxiety it occurs from a misunderstanding of input so you're mistaking a feeling for something else uh, I think that was my problem. Like, I, I feel I, I get a headache and instantly, oh, that's I think there's something wrong with me. Maybe there's, you know, and it is it, spiral from there. And it's weird. It, it is like a dark cloud over your head. Some some days where you can yeah, just feel it coming. Exactly. I think feel I think, it coming I think all the time. Nailed a, nailed another area there. I think it opens the door for agro, um, well, agoraphobia. Does mm. uh, hypochondria? Yeah, I think it opens the door for that. Yep. And, and all sorts of obsessive behaviour, actually. Yeah. I think it opens <laughs> Siri to the mm, point yeah. where I think that's the that's actually the, one of the biggest issues. Mm. You just, is what's going on in your mind's eye half yeah. the time? Hyperanalyzing. <laughs> is Wi Fi affecting your mind's eye? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Magnetic right? fields, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Turn my bedroom into a Faraday cage and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be an interesting experiment, actually. Yeah. I'd have to take my computer out of it. It'd be like, what am I going to do? So yeah. read a fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like being on, it's like camping almost. Yeah. 
it, it is yeah it's interesting though like uh, how much of it is brought about by the, the society that we live in like just even from down to technology from staring at screens for too long or the, how, do you, how do you quantify this I'd say the grand yeah. design is minim, minimising aspects and maximising other aspects yeah just like the way we've got two hemispheres hot yeah. and cold knife and fork man woman mm. I, that, I, that, 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 that's, it's, it's too hard, isn't it, really? Because yeah. we're, we're experiencing it. Yeah. We're too encroached uh, yeah. in how this whole routine and sort of the way that social engineering's panned out. It's always so... <laughs> well, we're assuming that now, aren't we, in this conversation? There yeah. has been some engineering yeah. on some level. Oh, of course. I mean, for sure. The fireplace and the screen and, yeah. 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 And it's just the bombardment of the senses, you know? Yeah. I just feel too sensitive to yeah. everything that's going on. It's just when I walk too around much the block, sometimes. You know, 20 years ago, I could hear a little bit more life in the houses. Just that faint... There might be kids running around on the street exactly. playing cricket out the front. You don't yeah. see that these days. No. These days, we've got our master. It's the flat screen. Yeah, you know? or the iPad. And, yeah, and, yeah, and that's it. And, 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 and you know... People can either accept that as the way we live, or they can question it. Mm. Either way, I think it's going to run. It has to run its course. Our behaviour. Yeah, do you- we can band aid things all we like, but what's that going to do? Yeah. Once again, you talk about cycles, phases. Sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'd say essential. I'd say we go through phases of knowing jack shit, mm. almost on purpose to create some sort of arbitrary notes. As, you know, the cosmic symphony doesn't get stuck with its utopian performance last time around. Mm. <laughs> wow. Very eloquently put. Wow. That, that's fucking... I'm going to hang out with hang you more often. Hang on a second. That was courtesy of you guys' inspiration. <laughs> we don't have these thoughts at all. So where do you think this is all headed, Carl? Like, do, do you think that there'll be a point where... Do you think... Because it seems like we're on a, a, a treadmill and we, we can't really... Or we're on a ride and we can't really stop it. Do you think there'll be a point to where we just simply merge with the fucking machine? Or do you think... Do you believe in the other side where... That idealistic side where we can break through it and maybe this has to... This this period has to, to go through for, for us to see the light on the other side. I spend an unhealthy amount of my time romanticising about this stuff and... Mm. I'm quite happy to uh, accommodate either side of the argument, but at the end of the day, I'm going. I either way, it could mm. one day uh, it could be a solar flare, bang, we're gone. There could be some meteorite that no one tells us about, bang, we're gone. There's a bowl of thing if it actually exists, could wipe us all out in the space of a week, and you know who knows. But then again, we could be around for another millennia. Ooh, and I yeah, it doesn't matter. I yeah. think ultimately at the end of the day it's all good yeah That's, yeah yeah. trying to remain positive but whilst uh, sort of existing in the sort of melancholic kind of uh, state of affairs yeah yeah trying to trying to remain an optimist but um, I see what you mean like as bad as it gets there's still a reason for it in a I way think, uh, I think um, one of the upshots from the uh, uh, the, the kaleidoscope that we seem to live under. It's people getting used to the idea that um, not everything may have stemmed from this planet. I mean, not all the activity on this planet stemmed from here. I mean, it could be, you know, it could be quite the mishmash. Whether it's a piece of iridium on a comet, you know. So, uh, 
I think we're encouraged to be completely closed off and get into the Kardashians or get thrown completely in the direction you seem to like you think you need to know about the million things mm. and have to end up on medication so it's either the reality TV medication yeah you know, so either that or you go off grid and what's off grid these days how many satellites are spying on you so you know yeah where are we really at where is our comfort zone yeah. probably music I'd say music is very significant because it's invisible you know not includes you know synesthesia and all those other things mm-hmm. but it's invisible by and large therefore it's pretty potent you can sneak under your door <laughs> yeah. through your wall you yeah know? And, and, and you know, celestial bodies have, have, have a pulse, you know. So if we actually contribute to the pulse of this planet, we're contributing to the uh, symphony. Hmm. We're, make, we're helping making uh, compositions that may affect other things, you know, that are essential, that need budging for one reason or another. Yeah. That's what I was saying before, so, yeah. Yeah. It's endless, isn't it? It is. And we're on medication because of it. <laughs> <laughs> But music is the one, one of those beautiful things that no matter how low you may go and where you may be, you can turn to it, you know? Yeah, it'll bring you out of a funk. It could bring you out of funk. You know, you could throw in some whatever. It can send you into a funk as well if you're not careful. (laughs) The same music can bring you out of a funk and send you into it. The Beach Boys. Yeah, or it could be funk music itself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I've been in situations where I've been traveling or whatever, and I've literally felt depressed or sick. And it's li- I've, I've literally attributed it to the fact that I haven't listened to music alone for a couple of days. And that's all it takes for me yeah. to feel weird. <laughs> well, we have this I, thing. I, I we have to yeah. listen to it night. Like, if it, it's, it's going constantly. Yeah. Rog and I live together. Yep, yep. It's like, I know we both listen to music. I'm the opposite to that. I like to take we really long breaks. I like to... You know, have you know, not not listen to any music for a couple of weeks. But in saying that, mm. um, where I used to listen to a lot of music, now I listen to a lot of podcasts. I was going to say you squeeze in a little bit more, maybe say TV series and podcasts and um, say not so much, not so much television stuff. It's more podcasts. Cool. A good percentage of my day is taken up with music, but hey, the quality of writing and TV series, everyone knows how good that is in the last few years, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Movies. What, honey Boo Boo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's great. There's a time and a place for everything. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, M- music is just therapy, I think. There, there's something... It's the best form of therapy. So have you, have you gotten mm. into binaural stuff before? I have dabbled a little bit, yeah. We actually talked about the 40, 40, uh, 432 hertz theory oh, yeah. with uh, with Scott Kane. We, we actually did a recorded. Oh, you did mm. a recording in 432? Yeah. No. Cool. No, one, no one will ever hear it, but we've <laughs> done it. I can't even remember what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. did about six tracks or something. Yeah, right. I would even go as far as to say that, you know, certain pop music uh, producers are completely aware of the binaural oh, realm. Sure. Oh, yeah. And they're actually using it to stimulate certain chakras that are negative and actually getting you to be a yep. little bit dumber, <laughs> more impulsive, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, like, yeah. Like, uh, why wouldn't you? Like, if, if there is some merit to that, I would fucking take I it on. There's some music that's just you know, plain fucking uh, terrible uh, yeah. that just stimulates yeah. your chakras in the bad way. Anyway, I think they don't have uh, to put any binaural exactly, stuff on yeah. it. I think there's merit in speeding up silly buggers as well. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's the other side of that coin. 
mm. inducing people into into doing stupid shit. Yeah. Maybe it's ripping the band-aid off quicker. Mm. But for what? <laughs> yeah, getting them to jump off that cliff a little bit quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe we, we, we got to wait a while. Well, going back to the whole what's yeah. going to happen thing, it's like it's, nothing's going to get better until it gets really bad. Yeah, yeah for sure. Mm. It's yeah. got it's got to get really bad for things to get better. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. And yeah. that's about as subjective as it comes. So it's yeah. like what, what's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because yeah. it's undeniable. You, you listen to some pop music and you literally feel dirty. Like, I mean, we Whoa. are. I, think, <laughs> I was just talking about. I think as a species, we yeah, are conditioned yeah, to. We're, we're a lot hardier than we, we give ourselves credit for. Mm. We survived so called world wars. One of our favourite shows as a species in Western society is Breaking Bad. So yeah. we're not exactly wuss, wusses, are we, on average? Mm. But back to the foodie coffee knowledge, far too much knowledge <laughs> with, with people in the last few generations, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone has yeah, an where, opinion where, about something. Where, where are the reality shows teaching people about critical thinking and the trivium? <laughs> it's not going to fucking trivium, happen. The, li- the liberal arts reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a corner. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Well, to me, podcasts is a form of reality conversation. I think so. It's about as close as you're going to get. It's it's literally the closest you can get to to figuring a, a person out. Or, no, or no censorship. Oh God. No. Yeah. Unless you know, I don't think stamps.com If you had them as a sponsor, would give us sh- too much of a shit. If you decided to talk about any kind of two dollar shave subject. club, folks. Two dollar shave club. Two dollar shave club. Yeah. He's shooting for it. <laughs> well, what I love, like, and, and I said this like ages ago. I keep referencing my old podcast. Sorry, but um, uh, it it it's like having a com- like it's like having your friends in your pocket. Like you can tune out and you can almost feel like you're in the conversation indirectly. Even though you're just listening, you're a passive listener, but in a sense, you feel like you're you're a part. They're talking to you in a way, mm. you know. And then that's what I really like about podcasts. Maybe it's harking back to the romanticism of the radio plays, mm. yep. with, without people playing the characters other than themselves. Yeah, reality radio plays. Yep, people got to use their mind's eyes too, which is kind of cool. So it's back to the musical mm. scenario again. Definitely. Yep. Uh, Definitely, podcast popularity makes sense. And podcasts can yeah. make you think as well, which is for you don't want that. That's dangerous. <laughs> thinking, <flat>. yes, <laughs> you, yes, you're not. You, that you, sense you is have, occupied. You have to the flat screen hasn't got the eye bulbs. Mm. No, mm. It hasn't got them. I mean, I, I've I've toyed with the idea of taking this to a more, for lack of a better term, mainstream format, and then I'm like, fuck that. What to Mars? <laughs> <laughs> Mars X, um, but. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't compromise just the the reality of sitting down and talking. I wouldn't want any time rules. I wouldn't want any censorship. I wouldn't want any... The amount of red tape that comes with having a mainstream show. Well, Paul Schaefer gave you a call because Dave Letterman's gigs up. <laughs> <laughs> Would you allow him? Paul Schaefer. Have you got a spare room for that fellow? Artie oh, Fufkin. Artie Fufkin. Artie Artie Fufkin. Yeah. But yeah, love it. I love I love podcasting. And thank thanks for coming down. By the way, oh, that's all right. Yeah, thank, that you. Was, yeah. thank you. Yeah, very much. Um, I haven't podcasted for like two weeks, two three weeks since the the last tour. It's it's something that's really hard to get back into once you fall out of the the the, the zone. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a specific zone that so you, you get into. A, it's like a muscle you have to exactly, work, you know, exactly. Yeah, but um, yeah, I feel better already just you know talking to you guys. But I didn't know you guys were so fucking cool. Uh. <laughs> 
Hang on, really? <laughs> you trying to, like, we're on Barris. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a backhanded We're comment. having a panic attack. Yeah. 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 I'm having a panic yeah. attack right now. We're sitting here telling you about all the meds yeah. we're on and how we can't cope and have depression and anxiety and it's stuff. Yeah, it's you guys are really cool. There's no... <laughs> <laughs> we, blew, we blew our cover yeah. straight away. There's no bullshit, and I, I'm, I'm just, you know, you, everywhere you go, there's bullshit, right? When yeah, you talk why, to why people. bother with bullshit? Bullshit just requires extra fucking energy to deal with. It's like exactly, and I'm, I'm really, yeah, you know, er- everywhere, especially in this fucking industry, there's bullshit everywhere. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, but then you know, equally, you're humbled and inspired by certain people, and just seeing how long you guys have been around, that's like also another amazing thing. Hopefully you right. blow up. Yeah. But <laughs> and I don't, it doesn't seem that weird to me. You know? <laughs> what, yeah, yeah. Nine lives? I think it's <laughs> seven. I think it's seven. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you, you guys know your, your history here in, in Perth, you know. And I, I like talking to people that don't have that history as well because they're, you know, fresh-faced. And, mm. and it's cool seeing both sides. But, mm. yeah, equally, you know, people that have been around for a long time that have their stories like we, we've seen venues come and go yeah lots yeah. like other than the Heidi you know like the Lookout White Sands like there's so yeah. many venues have come and gone other than the missing plane hitting the Heidi oh, I've just done it twice <laughs> <laughs> what other venues have, have, have just disappeared yeah. Planet yeah. Planet I used to play yeah. Planet a lot that's now a strip club in North yeah. Perth um, yeah. Coronado in Netherlands that yeah. I, hang on that's 90s that's the 90s that's going back Wednesday night for the Wednesday nights um, I used to play thing. gigs at the firm <laughs> Fruition um, Berlin hey, at least some of those uh, actually um, they've all shut down yeah you're right but Berlin sells phones they used to have a twister pad really it, it, yes alcohol and twister pad no no the Berlin nightclub oh, right. circa 1991 too had, cool, had, cool. Had, had a twister pad yeah things just started getting weird when prices went up and you could and it, yeah. you know smoking areas and all this sort of stuff it kind of killed the nanny state yeah soccer moms yeah and yeah. Footy dad. Yeah. A big one is like noise. And sound restrictions. You yeah. read my mind. Yeah. I just don't understand that concept at all. Particularly yeah. with like the bakery is always a great example to bring up because there's apparently one dude across the road on James Street lives in a block of flats. He lives in the middle of fucking Northbridge, and he complains about the noise coming from the bakery on Friday Saturday nights. Meanwhile, you've got streams of V8 Commodores going down there with their mufflers all tweaked out and stuff. You've got motorcycles, you've got Yahoos and Yobheads going down there till four in the fucking morning and he's complaining about a bit of bass that's coming through from the bakery. Yeah. It's like, well, why the hell did you buy a fucking apartment in Northbridge if you knew the... Well, you think it was going to be like living in bloody Pemberton or something like that. No. Yeah, you're right. I think there should be a rule. If you, if you move in... Yeah. And yeah, the, the venue's been there longer than, than you have, then, yeah, you should be... Yeah deal with it same thing happened with uh, Manhattan's in Vic Park like yeah, that, that yeah, not yeah. that that was a great venue but it could have been it could have yeah. turned into something I, Who think, knows? It didn't I think the happen. growth they, of they, they tried hard, hard and, yeah, as well. so um, many venues <coughs> fall in the same pattern like Manhattan's they just get buried under red tape yeah. they just can't dig themselves out of it like no. I mean even to, to run a smoke machine nowadays you have to fucking get the oh, yeah. okay oh, from don't everyone. talk like, to us about smoke machines <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. we've been down that one yeah, we've been oh, down yeah. that one yeah <laughs> what is the deal like does it set a fire is it, is it a hazard because no. you can't see is that the idea or what <laughs> well yeah. that, that can happen <laughs> we, yeah we've had that happen to us before um, it's all 
it's pretty much like you said it's all red tape um venues uh, uh it's all down to what kind of smoke detectors they have uh, from memory i think there are two different types you can get one one that's uh heat that detects heat one that detects particulates and like carbon or like burning carbon oh, it's or a certain amount of parts of some sort of particulate so if there's right. smoke in the air then it'll trigger it and then there's heat if there's direct direct heat towards a sensor or something that'll trigger something and then there's some laws to do with where they how old they must be what they have to be hooked up to and whether that's got a hard wire to the fire department and stuff like that oh, right. um and then to get all those to get your venue kitted out with a legitimate setup you know it's going to cost you 20 25 grand which of course a lot of venues can't afford to pay for so when they say you can't have smoke machines it's not because they're being pricks it's because they can't afford to upgrade their systems to have it on and even when they do they just go no it's just one thing we don't want to have to deal with yeah that's fair enough and yeah I mean if you can't have smoke at a rock show then you might as well just not put it on as far as I'm concerned (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's Rock and roll and smoke machines go hand in hand. It goes hand in hand. It, well, it's a pity that a lot of it, like a surprise. And oh, I should say haze machines. It's yeah. not smoke. It's, it's haze. haze. It's haze. Yes. It's not smoke. Yeah. Right. That's that's the clincher. Yes, that's the, the argument. The fire department needs to really distinguish. Yes, you can, yeah. You're yeah. not blowing smoke. You're blowing. It's, yeah, it's yeah. It's haze. like the vapor pens. You know? It's not smoke. It's vapor. It's not smoke. It's haze. Yeah, it's but, like, you, but oh, still, you can't smoke in here. The semantics of it are bullshit. We had a really sort of gnarly sound guy that got us the okay at one gig but anyway never mind yeah yeah absolutely yeah. We, technically, we, technically you can what use was it. the venue we smoked was, out the velvet lounge no no, no. Yeah. velvet lounge well i was gonna say no that mentioning venues the bakery um yeah we, we 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 actually they couldn't say no based on just technicalities it's mm. a haze machine yeah right right yeah yeah, yeah we, we've asked several times about smoke at the bakery and it's yeah, they yeah, no, they've shut yeah. it off completely. Yeah. It's probably we, our we, fault. We actually <laughs> broke the. Uh, I think it was our fault. You know, really? Yeah, we got. But we've got away with smoke machines and what amplifier, capital, Heidi. Amplifier, yeah. capital. We used to do it in the Heidi. We used to smoke yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. we've we've smoked yeah. out. We've smoked. We smoked out a few holes. Have we smoked yeah. a lifetime ban at the Velvet Lounge? <laughs> yeah. That was before I joined. Oh, that was before you guys, you, joined, yeah. you guys, uh, we the, set off the, the bar machines. staff couldn't actually. Um, they couldn't see the tills. Couldn't do a thing. You couldn't. See that's the, not good for you Couldn't see three feet in front of you. It was that much smoke in the place. It was brilliant. It was awesome. <laughs> that's that sounds like a yeah. good gig to me. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, I would love that. Bit of a ock health safety hazard. But actually, one of the first few gigs I played with these guys was a Wham show, a bar, a bar open, and there's a little recess where I was playing drums in. The smoke machines clogged me to the point where I couldn't even see these guys. We use visual. <laughs> we're fucked screwed yeah flying, we, actually had, we actually had an A&R guy check us out oh really <laughs> yeah. we'll, just, we'll just leave it there I love he's like I love yeah I love how you guys sounded but I couldn't see a fucking thing <laughs> was a, it, was, it wasn't a goodie yeah that's interesting yeah at like what was it midday it was at midday midday right midday. you know it was one of those whammy you know everyone cooks at midday don't they yeah jeez yeah. and we feel the sm- yeah anyway you're right, and there's also a difference between uh, there's a mist machine. Well, there's mist and fog, right? Yeah. Like one floats and one stays on the ground. Yeah. There's also the, a difference. The, the dry ice machine. That's right. Yeah. 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 It, it depends on like the the temperature of the the haze yep. can make it float. Oh, or, and the venue or, probably will. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. See, I never knew that. How yeah. big your um gnomes are? 
<laughs> or a little Stonehenge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you guys hire hire stuff, or do you do you, do you buy your equipment straight out? In terms of like lights. smoke and lights, and we stuff. used to use a, uh, a friend of ours would actually set up lights okay. early as possible yeah. when the doors open. Uh, we used, and he had to he had a license too for lasers, and yeah. we had to <laughs> learn how to. Lot of hurdles. We had to yeah. learn how to perform with lasers. Mm. Um, that was a lot of work and an extra van. <laughs> right. So uh, we shifted to visuals with a screen and play and, gigs with nothing. And we toured with yeah. that stuff. Yeah, we did. We, like, we took that to Melbourne three times in less than a year. And uh, Stupid amount of lives. That's probably why we don't do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah, we just haven't been able to afford it. It hurt his back. I mean, the guy's a lot older than us. He's, you know, mid-50s. And, you know, he worked pretty hard. But, you know, it's just not feasible. Yeah. Until it's feasible. Yeah, we we always just resort to renting it kind of locally if we're going to play a show. Yeah. It, it's probably a lot easier on the the whole uh, shipping it over there. Yeah, stuffing your bags. Dragging it around in the suitcase. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is exactly... How you did it? Oh, you would laugh. <laughs> There's a photo and yeah. of all our suitcases. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny stuff. We were a three-piece band at that yeah. stage, and it was just ridiculous. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, it was. That always happens. I always go, thanks, guys, and then I talk for another, like, ten minutes. Yeah, I love it, though. So you can get it in now. <laughs> anyway, thanks again. Um, your next show is on the... 19th. 19th at the Beat Nightclub. What's the whole lineup? It's going to be Hyla, you guys. Black Milk. Black Milk. Black um, Milk. Golden rap. String. Oh, yeah, Golden right. String. Yeah. See, Black Milk had been around for a while as yeah. well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They were the ones who asked us to play the show, actually. Yeah. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And we're playing late as well. We're doing a late late slot, um, which harks back to it. Extended set? Well, yeah. Apparently we'll see, we'll, so. We'll see how we so. go. We'll see how we go. So. What does that mean? So it's like going to be longer than we usual? We might have to dig up some know. stuff and play for a while. Fuck, yeah. Or, 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 you know. Might play for 60, 60 or 70 minutes, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, we we can play till closing, which is at 2. So we'll be starting post-midnight. Wow. So. Oh, okay. So it's one of, it's, it, it's it, one of those rocket It's harking back shows. to the, the rocket room. Yeah, that's why. It's haunting. That's why they got us to do it. What nots. Yeah, yeah. Could we could dust yeah. off the Ramones cover. I've actually got a scar from the Rocket Room. We talked about it before. <laughs> that there's in the Rocket Room. Oh, really? Yeah. What happened? Did you stack it? No, the ghosts. I think you're right. Uh, I was holding. It was actually carpal tunnel. I was holding a tom, and I was walking through. It's such hard light out, and just just dropped it and scraped my shin. <laughs> <laughs> what a story! There you go. That's, wow. a, that's a Rocket Room scar. For sure. oh, I thought it was yeah. going to be something really rock and roll, yeah. like you crowd yeah. surf. You no, we, from yeah, the room yeah. we actually we improvised for ninety minutes at the Rocket Room once. Really? We're not going to be doing that at this gig. Right. I remember Mars Volta doing that on 2003 or four Big Day Out. Right. They do. Well, I saw that one. That's, yeah. Not, yeah, a stre- yeah. that's not a stretch for those guys. <laughs> I know. But everyone was just standing around going like... Ooh, that was right. Roulette Dares for a few bucks. Yeah, anyway, right? yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, every now and again they... they you know start a song and then they waffle for another 10 minutes and then they're like a little bit of a song and then I like waffle. to think we don't waffle yeah. when we improvise well it's 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 inevitable at times no. the fog yeah yeah the no. haze machine yeah true no waffle <laughs> no you just yeah get in the zone fuck yeah I'm looking forward to it so the 19th at Beat Night Club any more gigs after that um I think we're just gonna try and get these releases sorted, yeah, cool. so we can yeah, release that's them. Pretty key. Yeah, that's cool. Finish off some clips and mm. finalise our artwork. And 
so that'll be two things yeah an album and a live yeah, and a recording live recording sick yeah fuck yeah yeah awesome well we'll we'll play it out now with uh index island yeah and this is what version did you give him <laughs> the final the master the good oh, version you, did you mean the live or the uh, studio version Johnny? I'm pretty sure it's the studio uh, oh, uh, this okay. is, yeah studio recording yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. from an up and coming album called Ark yeah this is the first track fuck yeah thanks so much guys no for worries. coming Thank in you. that Thanks was a really good chat cool hopefully yes. uh, this won't be the, the last time that'd be whenever can. just bat signal or whatever bat you need signal. to do fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> Facebook message me <laughs> <Yeah>. no, <laughs> fuck that <laughs> thanks guys cheers yeah.